All right, guys, welcome back to Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. No, Dylan, in the fine studio there. Um, getting ready for some predictions, Dylan. Make our end-of-season 2023 NFL predictions. And uh, a lot of these we were trying to come up with because, as we know, um, not many games left in the 2023 NFL season. We start to look ahead, kind of make some predictions on what we think is going to happen as things are just wild when you look at the playoff race uh, on both sides, both the NFC and AFC. So should be interesting to see kind of uh, where, where our heads are on both of these, Dylan, because coming up with these, uh, not easy, but yet there are some pretty wacky scenarios that kind of are going to involve um, how our predictions play out here. So, Yeah, it allowed, it allowed us to get pretty flexible with this in terms of just how many teams are still in it, the amount of different scenarios that can kind of break down and some teams that are in places that we didn't expect, uh, whether it be positive or negative that by the end of it might shake out kind of how everyone thought the whole time. So yeah, it was, it was fun coming up with these, um, trying to try to do some things that aren't the the easy choices. Like for example, we were going to predict that number one seed in the AFC, it's not going to be the Ravens. That's the, that's the cop-out yeah. choice. Obviously they, they still have a tough schedule as we'll get into. Uh, but overall, yeah, it's, it's going to be a f- really fun final three weeks of the year. Um, you know, always excited for this time of year for the NFL. Uh, but I feel like especially this season, it feels like just the amount of teams that are in it uh, makes it more fun. I don't think the Giants will get in, unfortunately, Blake, not predicting that. But the fact that they still have playoff odds, I forget who tweeted that today. They have playoff odds still, or they still t- technically can make the playoffs, and they have a chance to get the number two pick. So, I mean, everything's <laughs> everything's in play here uh, for a number of teams. Um, but, yeah, it should be kind of a fun way to look at the next three weeks. And a lot could change by the time you, you know, if you wait to listen to this, after week 16 some of these might no longer work but uh others probably will so it should be a should be kind of a fun thing to fun exercise here all right we're gonna start in the afc east um because as we know the dolphins in the driver's seat right now at 10 and 4 as we record this uh the bills are at eight and six but the bills got themselves some momentum some might say um after you know beating the chiefs on the road come back and take it to the cowboys Now they get the Chargers, Patriots, and then the road game against the Dolphins on January the 7th, which is prediction number one here, Dylan, that the Bills are going to catch the Dolphins to win the AFC East. Again, the Dolphins 10-4, Bills 8-6. But the setup is interesting, isn't it? Because these two teams are going to play in Week 18, and when you look at the final schedules, um, could very well shape up to be that uh, the Bills actually win this thing despite very ups ups and downs for the Bills this season so far. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's kind of all played out the the last few games exactly how Buffalo could have envisioned. You know, after everything had gone exactly the way they hadn't envisioned prior to this, <laughs> the, the amount of losses they've had um, against you know a lot of tough competition, a really tough schedule this season, but nonetheless, games that I'm sure looking back they feel like they could have had. Obviously, we, we always talk about the Broncos one where they too many men on the field, but it goes beyond that. The Eagles game, I, I'm sure looking back now, if they played them this week, they'd probably be favored uh, with the way they're playing and the where the Eagles are trending but now they're still firmly in it and yeah the they've got through this tough stretch it was the, the part of the schedule we looked at and we're like it's brutal but uh they're gonna have to win some of these games they found a way obviously the last couple of weeks beating the chiefs you know absolutely blowing out dallas uh this past week running the ball the way they did the, the way that they did it i think was as impressive as anything for the bills um and now yeah it, at the dolphins game that uh, ends up being the kind of key one that lets this scenario play out or still have a chance is them losing 
to the Titans on Monday night uh, when they're up two touchdowns late in the game and Will Levis and, and the squad brings them back to go for two and they get it and, you know, find a way to win that game. And at the time you're like, well, the Dolphins still, maybe that cost them the one seed, but still feeling pretty good. But now with the way that uh, Buffalo has responded, winning against the Cowboys, uh, the, the fact that they get the next couple games here against the, the Patriots, I think the Chargers uh, this week, right? So, I mean, especially the Chargers are playing right now. I think the Bills are like 11 point plus favorites. Uh, Patriots, I know they lost him earlier this season. I think at home, it's reasonable to expect they'll win that game. So yeah, it does set up that it'll, it'll be in Miami, right? But if Miami just loses one of their two games to Dallas and Baltimore the next two weeks, which isn't a crazy thing, they haven't beaten, you know, uh, any, I think they still maybe have just one win over a team over 500 on the season, kind of a crazy, um, way that Miami's got to this point. So it's playing out where Buffalo will be only a game back going into week 18 and to, to pick the, the bills to win the division at this point, not a crazy thing. It, it's only possible in my mind because of that Titans game. It's the one, if I'm a, you know, if you're a Dolphins fan, I think you look back at that was the chance. You're probably going to split these ones against Dallas and Baltimore the next couple of weeks. If you do that, you still would have had a chance to clinch it without having to beat Buffalo week 18. Now, the way the Bills look, man, I don't know. Obviously, Tyreek's health will play a big factor. It'll be a fun game regardless. But, the, I mean, they they smacked down Miami, obviously, or the season. We'll see what Mike McDaniel has uh, cooking with um, some adjustments there. But the way Buffalo is also running the ball um, and the way the defense looked against Dallas, too, that's the thing for me. It's, it looks like things are kind of coming together for this team, and they've always been good. We talked about how their turnover luck this year has just been brutal. And now when they're not turning the ball over, they're running the ball efficiently, not making Josh – basically be a, a superhero every single time it's led to buffalo getting even if they don't win the division even though i think yeah we're predicting here that they will catch the dolphins for it i still think that the bills you know the fact that their playoff odds were under 20 percent at one point i think now they're 67 percent on ftn fantasy Aaron shots is dvoa playoff odds so they've they've gotten themselves in a good spot that even if they lose that week uh 18 game they're feeling pretty good about getting the playoffs and i don't think anyone's going to want to play the bills uh if you're a division winner and you, you drop buffalo that's a Whole AFC is strong, but that's a really tough uh, one that you're not going to be looking forward to. Dolphins' best win. Can you just guess it off the top of your head? Man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I think of all the games they've barely lost, you know. I mean, like the Chiefs, they almost came back. They're, t they're saying this is the team with the most wins they beat. I don't I have, mm -hmm. <laughs> they, I know they played the a NFC East, right? And they still have Dallas yep. left. They lost the Eagles. So those, the commanders and giants wins aren't going to do much for you. I don't know. I, I really, off the top of my head, I can't get it. <laughs> These seven and seven Denver Broncos who they beat 70 to 20. That's the best win on their schedule at this point. They have beaten the chargers. They have beaten the Patriots twice. They've beaten the giants, the Panthers, the Raiders, the jets twice, and the commanders. Gosh, golly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not knocking I mean, the dolphins. I'm just pointing out like, no, these are just facts, just, right? Like this facts, is, yeah. Yeah, so it's wild to think about. Like they are ten and four, but that's that's the list. So they've beaten the teams in front of them, um, and like you said, close games elsewhere. It's the Chiefs and the Titans. Um, so we'll see. This this is the make or break part of the schedule for a reason, and we'll see if it turns into a division championship for the Miami Dolphins. But uh, it will be a, a tough road to get there with the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills. So we'll see. See what happens on that one. All right, let's go to the NFC for our next one here. Um, the number of teams that make the playoffs in the NFC West, this has like been a theme, I feel like, uh, in recent years. We, you know, what one year we were trying to get four teams in the NFC West in. Um, that didn't wind up happening. I don't remember what year that was. But um, the prediction, though, is that could three Dylan NFC West teams make the playoffs uh, after the Seahawks get that wild win over the Eagles on Monday Night Football? Um, could shape up that way. We know the 49ers are in good position. 
Um, obviously, we'll talk more about them maybe here in just a second. Uh, and then, of course, you look at where the Rams and the Seahawks are now. Sets so up for an interesting spot to where, yep, that could be three NFC West potentially making it to uh, the elimination round. Yeah, it's a it's a more bold prediction probably than some of the other ones on here, just because it's going to take a few f- funky things going on with, in particular, the teams in the NFC North. I think it's more likely yeah. that we get one, uh, either the Seahawks or the Rams in, along with either the Vikings or Packers at this point. Things could get a little different if the Saints beat the Rams, uh, which by the time you listen to this, it'll be game day for Saints-Rams on Thursday night. So um, things could change quite a bit with the the calculus here, but if the Rams do win their next two, um, which are against the Saints and the Giants, Seahawks have the Titans, and I'm blanking on the next game after that. Not a not an overly difficult opponent, I believe. Uh, the Steelers. So we'll see how that one goes. We'll see. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh hasn't looked too great the last couple of weeks. There's a decent chance both those teams will be nine and seven going into the final week. It's, uh, I believe the Vikings and the Packers have the tiebreakers uh, just based on conference record mostly. Packers did beat the Rams as well. But the thing that, you know, the way the Packers have looked the last few weeks and then that, that last loss to Tampa, um, we'll see how they do against Carolina this week. You know, expect them to be decent favorites on the road. But, you know, Carolina just won a game. Got nothing to, to lose here. Trying to play for some pride. Things to get a little funky. The, the Vikings have to play the Lions. If there is a scenario where the Vikings and Packers lose this week, and then the Packers beat the Vikings in week uh, 17. At that point, both those teams are down to nine losses and kind of sets right up for the Vikings or Seahawks and Rams somehow to both get in. Kind of opposite uh, lenses for the Rams and Seahawks because the you know LA was three and six before winning four of the last five. The Seahawks had lost four in a row before winning against the Eagles in that crazy game. So kind of going in completely different directions. I still think it's more likely that only one of them gets in, but we'll go with a little more bold one that the, both of them do. Just I, I've, you know, not the Packers at times have been really fun to watch this year with uh, with Joe Barry or uh, sorry with uh, Jordan Love but with Joe Barry's defense things have kind of fallen off there do have a another part we'll get to at the end about Joe Barry and the Packers and how that defense outside of their game against Brett Rippon and the Rams how brutal they've uh, been on that side of the ball and how that's kind of cost them and then the flip side for the Vikings yeah they had that nice stretch with Josh Dobbs playing and the defense overall has been a uh, you know, somewhat of a revelation with the way Brian Flores has coached them up with, uh, you know, one of the highest drop eight rates in the league, as well as one of the highest blitz rates. But on offense, they've become kind of brutal the last few weeks, a, a tough game, tough loss to the Bengals there. Uh, it's just kind of trending where, you know, at least one of them, I think, will for sure fall out. Whoever wins or whoever loses that Vikings Rams game in week or uh, Vikings Packers game in week 17, for sure, probably not going to get in. But uh, definitely kind of trending where I think if you're if you're a team with a uh, that three or four or two seeds kind of area in the NFC, who would you rather face at this point? I'd probably say the Packers and the uh, the Vikings at this point than the Seahawks and Rams. But we'll see. It's Seahawks. There's no guarantee the Seahawks with a little bit easier schedule win out. Um, and the Rams could, in Week 18, fall and still lose a tie break. Uh, we'll see if the Niners have anything to play for at that point. They could they could wrap up the uh, the one seed by then, but Shanahan might not want to let the Rams in the playoffs. So we'll a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. The NFC definitely a little more uh, as from the Rams' point of view would have liked the Seahawks' loss to the Eagles would have helped them out a little bit um, with the with those um, scenarios. But they still got to take care of business. And uh, the Rams though have obviously looked pretty good the last few weeks. It's been it's been fun this whole year. Obviously for me, uh, didn't have many expectations for that team. The defense has come around a lot. Uh, I know you were, you were higher on them early on. I should have uh, gotten the bandwagon with you early. I always was going to root for them, but uh, 
didn't have I was always looking ahead to 2024 season more so and I still think that's going to be a pretty promising year for them. Let me take a moment to tell you about our tremendous sponsor HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. The football season is winding down, which means the new year and new year's resolutions are right around the corner. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, find a new quarterback, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to the most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes that are priced you'll like delivered right to your door. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they're giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. Now that's worth waking it up early for. In my latest box, I received the sweet and spicy avocado toast with feta. Not only was it delicious, but it took less than 10 minutes to prepare. It was a perfect breakfast before a full day of tailgating. Go to HelloFresh.com slash establish free and use code establish free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash establish free with code establish free. Speaking of the Rams, let's get to everybody's favorite part of the NFL. And that's, of course, that it's scripted, right? Um, so one of our predictions this is a great one. But the NFL script writers will give us the Rams in the playoffs, but they will give us an opponent as well that just uh, fits exactly the way it should. The Rams and the Lions, Dylan, are you ready for, for that playoff game? Um, let me just tell you, in fantasy football, if you played against Jared Goff um, this past week, like myself, you were not ready for the Rams-Lions playoff game because Jared Goff said, I don't care that you won your regular season fantasy championship. I'm sending you out of the playoffs in round one. Um, and maybe that's what he does to the Rams uh, for the the improving Lions who just continue to uh, – when when they flex their offensive strength, man, they are, they are something. So That was a nice response by the Lions after a few weeks where it had gotten kind of, you know, a little bit tough for watch on the offense kind of got clunky. The defense was giving up tons of yards. So statement win for sure on on Saturday against the Broncos there. A lot of fun watching that team. But yeah, I mean, in terms of you talk about the what what the NFL would love for ratings and just it's not like, you know, these are historically two teams that draw like the crazy, you know, they don't have like maybe the fan base of the Packers and some of these teams that automatically, no matter how good they are, are going to draw crazy ratings. But for Stafford, two years after yeah. winning the Super Bowl, two years after the trade to go back to Detroit, um, their first, it'll be their first home playoff game, you know, since the night sometime in the early 90s, I believe. I know they uh, with Stafford, I think they only ever made the playoffs on the road. Never. I don't think they won the a- NFC North there. So it's uh, the talk about the storylines for that and two teams that could be if, if the lions close out the season the, the way they looked against denver if the rams keep playing well i think they're the second highest scoring team in the league over the last five weeks behind the niners i mean that could be quite the clash quite the mixed emotions for uh lions fans obviously will be very much rooting for their lines but to, to have stafford potentially be the one that derails this season we'll see um good chance that the, if the rams get in they're playing the, the winner of the nfc east but man it would be It'd be perfect if it was. Uh, I think that if the scriptwriters have any say in it, that's why. Yeah, that's why we're predicting a Rams Lions game. Trying to speak it into existence here uh, will be a lot of fun. Um, even as the Rams turn, anyway, it goes. Lions are such a fun story. It would just be a, a great time and hopefully a classic game if it does happen. Yeah, lead, leading with it is me titling it the Jared Goff game. You can tell I'm not bitter at all by the uh, the fantasy uh, playoff X instead of leading with Matthew yeah. Stafford. Uh, Revenge Jared, for him Jared too. Goff on the mind. So, Revenge yeah, Goff. it's uh, Goff's th- that would be a, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so plenty of storylines. So if you want uh, 
interesting drama and storylines, Rams Alliance, NFL, make it happen. Like you do everything else, right? So, um, all right, let's see who the NFL is going to decide to win the AFC South because this is part of our next prediction. And um, so it's an interesting setup. Again, as we record this, the Jags, Colts, Texans, all sitting there at, at eight and six. Um, but, you know, the rest of the way, now things get interesting because you've got potential, you've got a head-to-head matchup between the two of these teams. You've got the Jags who've lost three in a row and trying to figure things out. My part of this prediction, Dylan, I told just before we start, I'm going to go with the Jags win the FC South, maybe not a bowl prediction, but um, I think when you look at kind of the remaining schedules, they've got two or three on the road. they got the Bucks and the Titans on the road. Titans don't have anything to play for, although they could be playing to keep the Jags, you know, yeah. out of there, maybe depending on how that games go or where things are at that point. And then I think, well, they get the Panthers at home. So that's, you know, I would hard be hard pressed to see them losing that game. So CFC South, uh, finale here in these final three games are going to be very fascinating because we always say this is the weirdest division in the NFL and weird things happen. So uh, what's going to happen here between the Jags, Colts, and the Texans? It's just this whole division's going to be so fun for so long. I, we've talked about that on this on this podcast, but our division that we've loved for a long time now suddenly becoming possibly a premier one with it. You know, think about what the Colts offense looked like with Anthony Richardson early in the year. I think Shane Steichen's done a great job maybe a uh, dark horse coach of the year kind of uh, candidate there. Um, obviously not even the Titans aren't one of the, the teams at the top, but Will Levis and that team has fought and uh, looked good at times. But I mean, for the Jags, it kind of, we kind of assumed before the year and at times that, that even this season, that they were going to be just kind of run away with this division. It wasn't so much, are they going to win the division? It was more so how, what seed are they going to get? Are they going to be even a two or three or even a one seed possibly? And then they've kind of fallen back to earth with some tough games and, kind of been a rocky season overall in, ter- in terms of, I guess, consistency for the Jags. Would be a little more fun if Stroud was still, uh, you know, had played last week. Uh, hopefully we'll see if he's able to, to bounce back from his concussion in time to play in week 16. That's a, uh, it, you know, if, if he'd been fully healthy uh, the last couple of games before this, maybe this is a different conversation about them kind of starting to pull away almost. But um, all, all three teams here, I think, have a shot. I, I put that I'm, I'm at this point might just go with the cold side. They just keep winning games. They, they look they've gotten better yeah. on defense. Um, they, they don't have a tough, you know, the toughest of schedules outside of that week 18 game. That might be the one that gets them against the Texans. But they play the Falcons in week 16 and the Raiders. Um, so, I mean, if they're able to find a, a couple more W's there, at the very least, probably looking at a playoff spot for Indianapolis, which isn't necessarily where we put them, peg them before the year. But it, it kind of could shake out that way. It could be a, a play in game between them and the Texans in week 18. Uh, but I, just the Jags have, even though the schedule, like you said, isn't uh, the toughest, I just I find them uh, slipping up one time. And I just think the Colts have a chance to run the table. Um, maybe they, they also slip up in week 18 there. But I, for me, when I look at the Jags schedule, it's it's really this coming game and, uh, against the, the Bucks with the way that they're, they've looked lately. The, Baker's been absolutely baking. Um, the that are uh, still a tight race, obviously with the saints, so some big results coming up. So things will change dr- dramatically for our, you know, is it three weeks left? We'll see how the next uh, games go, but I'll go with the Colts being a, a team that we didn't expect even to make the playoffs suddenly winning this division. I still think the Jags will, uh, if they, if they don't win the division, I see a 10 and seven finish. And I think that's going to be uh, just enough for them to get in. But yeah, kind of crazy that we have three teams all with winning records in this division this late in the year, not something we're uh, used to talking about. No, not at all. But uh, as usual, we, we know it's just going to be wild down the stretch with these this division. Um, so we'll see what happens, uh, who gets in the playoffs, who doesn't uh, from the AFC South. All right, staying in the AFC, you mentioned a minute ago, 
this is one where, you know, the Ravens are sitting pretty, right? Like they are just, um, you know, flying high, pun intended, I suppose. Uh, they are the team that's won four in a row. They're 11 and three seem to be in the driver's seat uh, in terms of getting that number one seed. However, Dylan, bold prediction for the rest of the way in 2023 NFL season, the Chiefs are actually the team that winds up getting the number one seed. And Dylan, I will let you uh, build the scenario where that happens, which is not that unrealistic when you look at um, how things could unfold here in the final three games. I mean, the way the Chiefs have played lately, it might be a little concerning uh, to make this prediction, but they, they do have an, the fairly easy schedule to close out. Uh, the toughest game for sure is going to be Cincinnati. Uh, so in, in week 17, could see that one going either way, but they get the Chargers and the Raiders otherwise feel like feel pretty good about them winning both of those games. So there's a chance they if they if they find a way against Cincinnati, which they're at home. And yes, Jake Browning has been a great story and how the Bengals have responded the last few weeks has been impressive. So that's not going to be an easy yeah. one. But say they went out. Uh, all they really need is uh, a couple. Well, they, need, they need a lot of help, but it's with the schedule. It's not insane. They need the Ravens to lose twice and they need the Dolphins to lose once. And the Dolphins, as we mentioned earlier, facing the Bills in that week 18 possible play in game. They also have the Cowboys. They also have to play the Ravens. Um, for this to happen, it's probably would take the Dolphins beating Baltimore and Baltimore losing to the Niners. I think that's the easiest scenario here um, uh, for this to happen. But yeah, somehow the Chiefs would, they have, they hold all the, the tiebreakers according to at least ESPN's playoff machine. And I'm sure if we dove into the exact uh, mechanisms, obviously they beat the Dolphins, but it'd probably come down to more so their conference record and maybe even strength of victory, that kind of stuff. I know that's the difference for uh, the, what could happen in the AFC, NFC East if the Cowboys and the Eagles both went out. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of how we thought things would eventually pan out. And it, this would be like, wow, the NFL really just falling, uh, everything falling in the, the Chiefs' uh, favor again, as it has many times. Obviously, Scripted. Mahomes has never played. Yeah, Mahomes has still never played a road playoff game. I, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, I don't want this prediction to happen, but I have a sneaky, I just have a feeling it, it's all going to kind of fall into place. Because Baltimore's look great, but they, you know, a couple th- plays go differently. They lose that game to the Rams. Jaguars game had some weird moments, you know, some weird clock management, missed field goals from Jacksonville. Could have been a lot closer than the final score. Uh, injuries starting to kind of become concerning for for the Bravens with, uh, you know, Staley just can't uh, – Ronnie Staley continues to have injuries, keep Mitchell out for the year. Overall, obviously, Mark Andrews, Andrews there on defense. Some guys have got banged up. It's just the attrition of it. If they find a way to beat Baltimore in Week 17, they're probably still going to get it. Um, I just have a, you know, I think I, if we're, you know, when we do our actual predictions, we'll put them up on the on the website as we always do. I'm going to predict the, the Niners to beat the Ravens this week. So then you're you're going into that Dolphins game could be kind of the critical one. Um, but it might just all, all look Kansas City again. I don't want it to happen. I'd love to see just Mahomes in at least one road playoff game, even if it's not the first round. It's not going to be the first round because they're going to, you know, the division's all, all but locked up. It might all actually already be locked up. But um, they, yeah, they, uh I still could see this happen. It still feels very possible because the Dolphins haven't looked overly, um, you know, we have, as you mentioned, their most impressive wins of the year haven't really stuck out. So we'll see, man. It's going to be a wild final weeks, a few weeks. Hopefully the, hopefully though, the Ravens are, or someone steps up and keeps the chiefs out of that one seed and and proves this prediction wrong. Well, speaking of, um, things people don't want to see happen, Cowboys fans really just, they, they don't want to see, you know, this team, really struggled down the stretch. Uh, obviously did not play well against the Bills, um, you know, after really just racking up, you know, a, a lot of 
dominant wins uh, before that, um, but yet go on the road, play the Bills. It did not turn out well for the Cowboys. And so everybody's okay. Is this just a one-game thing? Um, Are there connections back to, which we think back to like the 49ers game? They lost that game on the road to the Eagles. That was much closer. But could the Cowboys struggle down the stretch here and possibly, you know, not win the AFC? Of course it's possible because both teams have the same record right now. Uh, but Dylan, that is going to be our prediction, unfortunately, is that the Cowboys will once again come up short in the NFC East race. Um, and as you're going to note, uh, all about tiebreakers here and how this could play out. And still, the Cowboys have to play that game like we talked about um, on the road against the Miami Dolphins. And they don't have an easy game in uh, week 17 either against the Lions, even though that one is in Arlington. Yeah, that's going to be – that's the thing that uh, obviously the trend is kind of for Dallas, unfortunately, has been they've they've had some dominant home wins. I mean, blowing out the Eagles, blowing out the Rams. A lot of – just a lot of interesting year where they've had like either I, – I think the only like really like pri- premier game that ended up being close was when they lost at Philadelphia, uh, getting blown yeah. out in San Francisco now, this game in Buffalo. I just want them to have like one like a competitive, fun uh, <laughs> game where both teams are in it till the end. But yeah, it's kind of unfortunately – that that loss to Buffalo, I think it could end up being the difference. Obviously, not a conference game, not a division game, but when you look at the schedule here, especially for Eagles, I know the Eagles are struggling a ton, and there's a lot of their fans are are mad, rightfully, but they got the Giants twice, um, and then they also have in Week 17 the Cardinals. So, I mean, you're looking at three games that the Eagles should win, and if they went out, they uh, strength of victory tiebreaker because I think they'll have even division. Say the Cowboys and Eagles both went out, they'll have even division records, even conference records. All the first few tiebreakers eventually we'll get the strength of victory, and the Eagles have a big lead there. There'd have to be kind of a drastic shift of other teams' games have teams that Dallas has beat, like uh, you know winning out, and teams that Philadelphia's beat that aren't the same ones losing out uh, for that to change. So it's it's in a prime position where I think yeah, the unfortunately the Cowboys are going to probably have to play on the road in the playoffs again. Um, I know last year they, they found a way to beat Tampa, but then came up short against San Francisco this year. Yeah. Seven and oh at home three and four on the road. It's just, they look like a different team when they're not in Arlington and yeah, the game against the Lions could be big and you know, a possible, you know, second round playoff matchup. I don't, if the Cowboys finish with a five seed, I'm probably still even with their road struggles, picking them to beat whoever wins the the South, but we could end up lining up with them playing uh, Detroit again and it could be a, a fun game. But yeah, the fact that, I, it's just I think out of these those two against uh, Miami and uh, against Detroit, it's not unreasonable. I think they'll drop one, and even with uh, the Eagles remaining scheduled, that would be enough to where it's unlikely that they'll get in. If if the Eagles do lose a game to one of the, uh, I think the Giants, if they lose to one of those games and they do tie, then I think Dallas would get it with the uh, division record. So maybe there's a shot there, um, but I'm not predicting it. I think yeah, I think Dallas, despite at times this year, I, I believe before the year you picked the, we both picked them to make the playoffs. I think you picked the Eagles to win the division. I had Dallas but I'm going against my own prediction. Yeah. With this one <laughs> uh, where I think, yeah, they're, they're going to ultimately have to be on the road again. And uh might mean that they're playing in Detroit in the second part of the playoffs or in Philly or in San Francisco. And that's where that's been the problem time for this team. And we'll see if they can step up and change some of the, the narratives around them. But similar, I mean, they beat the, obviously they've had some better wins than the, the Lions, but, or not the Lions, uh, the Dolphins, but a, a similar team on the, from the NFC side where you just feel like they haven't, been the most dominant team given their record so uh should be a fun game uh this week with them and the dolphins a really interesting matchup to see how those two teams pan out and how the in particular this cowboys offense responds after a pretty brutal uh game up there in buffalo yeah speaking of the cowboys you know still technically in the race for the number one overall seed um in the nfc but 
Our next prediction uh, is not that the Cowboys are going to get that because we have them coming up short in the NFC race, East race, and it's going to involve another team. And you just mentioned it. Boy, would the Cowboys hate to go on the road and play a playoff game against San Francisco because uh, last time we saw that set up earlier in the season did not go well. Um, and the Niners right now 11 and 3. You've got the Cowboys 10 and 4, Eagles 10 and 4, Lions 10 and 4. But, Dylan, this prediction, um, forget the 10 and 4 teams because uh, it is that the 49ers will clinch the top seed before we even get to week 18. So usually, you know, again, looking at the schedule, seeing how things set up, maybe you think it's going to go down to the wire. This one may not be the case. Uh, the Niners, as mentioned before, they're going to play the Ravens on Christmas. Then they're at the Commanders, and then they host uh, the Rams to finish the season. But forget the Rams game, Dylan. <laughs> Niners lock this thing up uh, before we even get there. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's very doable. I'm just doing a last second check here to see if the uh, if the if the Lions. Yeah, they have the tiebreaker there. So yeah, I think if they just win their next two games, uh, the, regardless yeah. of other results, now that the Eagles and Cowboys, the different teams, have had enough losses, they have enough for the tiebreaks. Where yeah, just beat the you know the Ravens game is going to be really tough. Obviously, a great. Uh, that couldn't have asked for a better matchup there for the NFL in terms of script writers on Christmas night uh, with all the, you know, <laughs> competing with the NBA uh, for eyeballs at that time. And then, yeah, the, the following week, uh, you know, feel pretty good about the Niners beating the commanders there. So you're looking just when those two games and they have it locked up, that would help out the Rams potentially, as we kind of alluded to earlier with uh, potentially needing to win the week 18, depending on if other teams, uh, there's not enough losses from some of their other playoff teams in the race with them. Uh, we'll see if Shanahan would actually bench his guys. Might be kind of tough, kind of tough decision when if you you clinch this early and have a you know week off plus another week off already built in for the with the one seed. Would they want to get the guys in for the first half? Whatever it would be, do you want to try to keep out? Obviously, a big rival. They have a long regular season. I should point out winning streak against the Rams, not in play, not playoffs. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, they have been just absolutely dominant the last few weeks since the bye week. They came back out with a vengeance. Um, some you know minor nicks and bruises and injuries that uh, they're going to see. So maybe we will see some after the Ravens game if they find a way to win that one. Maybe they'll manage things a bit differently in Washington. Uh, the Commanders look like they're kind of you know starting to to, to pitter out a little bit. But yeah, I mean the comparison that brought up the stat uh, put in here from Aaron Schatz um, that, that the 49ers the last uh, three weeks they're the third team ever, and I believe since they've had DVOA stats from I think it goes back to like the early 80s, third team ever to put up three straight wins with DVO, DVOA over 70%. Basically means they just dominated the game on both sides of the ball. I mean, the final score doesn't always indicate exactly what that means, but it, on a play-to-play basis, uh, you know what they're giving up on an average uh, yards per play and on the situation they just dominated um but yeah the only third team to do that the other two the 89 49ers who i forget the exact final score but i know they blew out the broncos by with like 50 something points in that super bowl super bowl 24 and then also we have the 96 packers the brett Favre super bowl team that beat the patriots and had a pretty dominant overall season and maybe not as much of a dominant super bowl there um so yeah it's uh, 49ers definitely just firing all cylinders hard to imagine them honestly like with the way the nfc is kind of looking at the moment Hard to imagine them if, you know, they lock up the one seed. Even if they did lose the Baltimore, it's probably still going to lock up the one seed. Um, I don't see them being a, anything under seven, a seven and a half point favorite until the Super Bowl. Like, like honestly, yeah. like, I mean, unless they're probably lose, right, obviously yeah. they could. But, like, if they host Dallas right now, if they host the Eagles, the Lions, any of these teams, I think they're probably in that seven-ish range. Um, they just look like an absolute, absolute machine, as we know. It's uh, they've been knocking on the door so many times uh, the last few years. Obviously, made a Super Bowl um, a few years ago. 
but it feels like everything's kind of falling to, uh, coming together for them. Brock Purdy's look great again. Um, it's just a combination of, I know that's a, a huge conversation every week. Brock Purdy stuff kind of becomes a little bit, uh, people just have very stark opinions both ways. I think it's a, probably a, a two truths here in terms of, yes, he's maybe better than some people want to give him credit for, but also, yeah, the Kyle Shanahan's a wizard, man. And he's, he's developed and drafted some great players um, and put a great team and, and John Lynch and that whole organization has put a great team around him. So uh, I, I would have a hard time picking anyone but the Niners to get to the Super Bowl from the NFC um, outside of some crazy injury luck, which we know they've had. But uh, yeah, I think I don't think this is our definitely not our boldest prediction to say that they're going to clinch the uh, the number one seed in the NFC prior to week 18, which could help my Rams. <laughs> yes, they could. Um, so we'll see if this prediction unfolds uh, like we think it could all right well we'll finish with this one um talked about the packers earlier and well as we mentioned the packers um felt like there was a lot of momentum there uh, for a little bit uh they'd won three in a row four or five now lost the back-to-back games to the giants and the bucks yep. don't have the toughest schedule to finish the season so still um in play there at the panthers at the vikings home against the bears but dylan we're going to predict the packers going to miss the playoffs but not just that um might be someone exiting uh, the coaching staff if they were to mix, miss the playoffs, uh, given how things are unfolding. Yeah, I think. I mean, Packer fans have been calling for this for a minute, and Matt Lafleur <laughs> yes. even addressed it after the after their recent loss to Tampa, right? And took some responsibility for some of the you know soft coverages. But there's one stat again, Aaron Schatz helping us out here with a lot of this information. Uh, he tw- uh, tweeted out the Packers' past defense DVOA throughout the season. The one week. Week nine, again, that I, I referenced against the Rams, negative uh, 53.5, which kind of on defense, it goes opposite direction uh, than the positive. So that's a fantastic performance by them. But weeks one through eight and 10 through 15, they finished uh, or 27th in the league and 29th uh, towards the bottom of the league overall at the moment, I think in, in, the, in the mid-20s. That one Rams game kind of propping up their overall DVOA pass defense number. But it's just been brutal to watch that unit. They've put – the Packers have invested so much into the defense. But Joe Barry – I the Packer fans that I follow and the, and the writers, I mean, it's the frustration was there prior to now. This is just, this is cult built up to the point where now most of the fan base is kind of on board. This not a bold prediction to say this is going to happen after the season. I think Matt LaFleur doing okay by him to not, uh, he's not going to just call him out right now. Not to with three weeks left firing him. I'm not sure what that's going to make a difference of how this is going to look. It's kind of the whole scheme they put in. Joe Barry was with the Rams for a long time under Brandon Staley, notably, Brandon Staley's defense uh, when he went to, uh, with the Chargers obviously did not look quite as good as that 2020 Rams team. Same thing with the same system here. You have to have the right guys to be able to kind of play this and at times still, you know, can't just sit back. Teams are going to adjust too much to the too, to too high and the amount of soft coverage they're giving on these, on these third and shorts in particular that has led to a ton of frustration. I think it's like a 68% uh, teams are converting on third and four and less against the Packers. It's like just a ridiculous figure um, it reflects overall, not just the person personnel. Yeah, J- Jerry Alexander, that whole situation has kind of been odd with him uh, being inactive and as he like full for sure hurt and all that stuff. But just overall with this team, it's it's a scheme thing. And it's a, it's definitely an issue that I think they'll address. We're seeing a lot of teams that have already kind of flipped, uh, taking some of those things that, you know, the league has uh, done to, to prevent big plays and uh, Preventing explosives has become a pre- uh, really important thing, but the Packers are not do- doing that while also giving up the the, the short medium stuff. And uh, it's uh, I don't think for us to say that they're going to miss the playoffs is that crazy. Yeah, they don't have the hardest schedule, but if they lose just one game, they're pretty much out of it. They do have, again, a pretty good tiebreaker. So if they win out, 
uh, likely they'll they'll find a way in. But I I, I think uh, even if it's whether it's against the Panthers, uh, it still could be. A, I, I'm not guaranteeing they're going to win that game. Unfortunately, the way that they've looked, <laughs> the Vikings game is going to be uh, you know obviously a pivotal one. And then uh, week 18, they got the Bears, and the Bears have. I think they'll still be fighting that that coaching staff. Justin Fields, a lot of uh, questions there, and we'll, we'll maybe have some more offseason predictions about the Bears and what they're going to be doing soon. Um, we did we did talk a bit about Caleb Williams in our last episode and the likelihood of him uh, ending up in, in Chicago? But um, yeah, it's a it's a inch. The Packers had a lot of, and I think there's still op- things to be optimistic about, even at even if at times Jordan Love hasn't looked fantastic overall this year i'd say that it was a pretty uh, impressive year for him and maybe the year that some people wanted him to have last year if they'd given him maybe a, a few more reps and a, a chance uh, ahead of time to kind of get this thing going a little bit but uh they, they waited just as long as the packers did initially with aaron Rodgers, right and we'll see how it all pans out not going to put the pressure on jordan left to try to continue this qb legacy that the, the packers have with from Favre to Rodgers to him but i, I think overall you you'd look at the season for him as a as a net positive now it's about figuring out some things around him uh, a lot of young guys in that team so i think i still feel good about the packers uh, moving forward but this year it's probably going to have to i think if they're going to make some changes in the coaching staff it's going to be on the defensive side in particular all right dylan eight predictions we grouped eight together here what's the chances we go 500 or better i think decent you know um i think decent I think the, the NFC West one with the script writer Rams lines, like if, if we get one of those, <laughs> right, we might, we have a decent chance of getting the other one. Right. Um, so uh, AFC know. South, we, we get a good shot at that. Well, I guess one of us would get there. I picked the Jags, you put the Colts. So we want one so, of us to get this hey, one, unless can, the Texans just, you know, <laughs> we'll take that as an auto out, win. But. Give us one automatic. I yeah. feel pretty, I'd say those, the latter three, I feel decent about the, the, the Niners clinching before yeah. week 18, the Packers one and the Cowboys not winning the NFCs. I think we're going to hit 500 yeah. and then we just got to get one of those ones at the, of the, of the top five. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> We'll see how it plays out, but uh, yeah, we will we will keep tabs, and I'm sure our listeners will as well to make sure uh, we we get as many of these right as possible uh, on our predictions here to finish up the 2023 NFL season. And of course, Dylan, lots of coverage over at Clutch Points to get everybody ready for this stretch run of the season. Let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to the Clutch Points app to the NFL section. There, tons of news, tons of you know, still fantasy coverage for any of you still in the playoffs. All that good stuff. Predictions. No. Looking ahead at uh, free agent targets for teams that are getting eliminated from the playoffs. Draft targets. We're already looking quite ahead for if you're a fan of any team that's been eliminated. We've got you covered too. But go to clutchpoints.com as well to the NFL section. There, tons of stuff. We'll have mock draft stuff soon. Uh, won't be long till uh, yeah. Once we get past the regular season for any team that missed the playoffs, we'll do all of our looking ahead to what the moves teams need to make, biggest needs to address. Tons of good stuff, tons of new, uh, you know, things being covered in the moment right now. It's a fun time of year. And um, I, the NFL, like you, like you always say, it's it's uh, all 24-7, all season, you know, 12 months a year, even when we get past the, this, you know, savor this really fun time of the season uh, and before the playoffs. But uh, it's never going to slow down for us, and we'll have it all covered at Clutch Points. Yep, check it all out there. And as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Establish the Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.